Yo, this is Jersey from the Bonds Over Bands podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at Bonds Over Bands, or you can follow us individually at Slick Talk J or at Jersey is Naked. Bonds Over Bands is every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple, and Anchor. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jersey, and this is the B.O.B. Podcast, and I believe we're at episode 17. We didn't have an episode last week, and um, first, I would like to take full responsibility of not putting one out because I have been utterly depressed for the last two weeks, and I didn't think my energy was going to be the greatest. Um, So I do apologize for that, and I know I owe you guys a part two of the friends with conversation. So, you know, that'll come out sometime as well. So I've, I apologize to all the people who have been supporting and listening, but, um, I'm suffering from depression and that is why I didn't do it. You know, we all do go through things and we have, um, have our reasons for things. And I mean, a, a lot of you that follow us, um, are aware that, uh, we lost our son last year and that his birthday is coming up. Um, so that's, that's a little bit of what we've been dealing with. But we didn't really want to um, to necessarily start on that note, but we we did want to kind of clear the air for those of you, Reggie, that are um, looking for. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It should yeah. be a good show. I'm drinking. Okay. You should, you should slow down because I, I made that pretty strong. You did? Yeah. Better for them. We still have some uh, leftover watermelon frescas, so we're, we're sipping on that. Watermelon frescas are like bomb, and honestly... You should have one. And I know there's some people who have like this love-hate relationship with watermelon, but um, this is like the best way to drink it. And you must accompany it with Diddy's Watermelon Ciroc. You can go pick yours up at the liquor store. No, we're not. We are not sponsored by Diddy at all. But you should just go. Diddy, holla. You should just go do it, though, because it's it's delicious. It's a really good combination. And um, I like what you did with it. You uh, Would you strain, pureed watermelon? Well, yeah. If you want to, if you want to know how to make a watermelon fresca, I will put up the recipe on jadaloshes.com and you can figure out how to do it. Then it is a um, little bit of work to do, but it's totally worth it when it's done. Yeah, it's fine. And watermelon frescas are not meant to be dr- drank, drank, yes, drank, consumed. drank or consumed in a large glass. You need to have you at least a six ounce glass to consume the drink because it is meant to be drink drank in small quantities. It's, but, a, it's a little bit rich. But uh, you, um, the way we made it, you you most likely, it's a sneak up on you drink. So you're like, oh, this is not doing anything. But um, if you have a few, it'll it'll do a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Called a nap. Yeah. And I've taken quite a many glorious fresca naps. And um, when you do hear part two of the conversations with friends with Changa, uh, you might notice that I am absent. Um he so did not have a fresca that day. What what happened is um, I had I consumed entirely uh, too much. Too much margaritas. Yeah, I, I was I was drinking and pouring, pouring and drinking. But you know what? And um, before you know it, I was asleep to, on to, the podcast. To his defense, though, like we haven't lived in New Jersey in quite some time. What the fuck is going on with Costco that they're selling like huge bottles, like the big bottle from the club, 1.75 liters of tequila for $13? We're not sponsored by Costco either, so. We're not, but I'm just saying, if you you have a Costco card. Volume Warehouse instead of Costco. Do I? Just say Volume Warehouse. Do they know where that is? 
I don't know. Okay, well, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not a hater. Like, the next time you have a fucking party and you're like, yeah, we want to put margaritas, take your ass down to the Costco and get you some tequila. And it's actually really good. And the vodka good, too. And there's these big-ass bottles for, like, less than $20. And I was just like, wow. So, to his defense... You know, it was just like, it's only $13. Like, the fuck? I could buy another one. <laughs> you know, so, was, yeah, that's what happened. Anyway. And the um, margarita mix is pretty decent, too. So, yeah, you should get some bad. of that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we had a topic that we wanted to discuss. And uh, you're probably going to have to get that at a later time. Because a lot has fucking happened this last two weeks. No, I'm not making you another drink. <laughs> okay. You're going you're gonna to chill. Can All I right? have yours? No. All right. Yeah, that's why it's safely out of reach. Because okay. I'm sipping on mine. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying. But I enjoyed it too. Yeah, but I'm taking my time with it. Okay. Take your time, do it right. You could do it, baby. Hey. Do it tonight. Can anyway. I have another one? No. All right. Still no. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, there's just like so much that has occurred in the world, and uh, your two favorite, or maybe we're not your favorite podcasters yet. We'll be there. Um, your I'm favorite. everyone's fucking favorite. So that so whether you know it or not. Your future faves. No, we're your favorite. That's it. We're your favorite. And that's it. Who are you talking to? Them. Who's them? Whoever the fuck is listening. So you're everybody's favorite. You just assume that? I just know it. That's arrogant. Because there's no reason why I'm not. You arrogant as fuck. What is the reason? They might have another favorite. Who and cares? Then favorite what? They don't matter. Favorite podcaster? They favorite don't. Favorite I'm, I'm everybody's favorite, period. All right. Period. Okay. Who's better than me? I can't think of anybody. But that doesn't mean that other people can't. Exactly. That is the same state of mind everyone goes into when, they, when they're when they listening to this podcast. Anyway. Um, why Period. Don't we, why don't we kick it off with what we opened up with? We uh, Or should we just jump right into yeah, to can, this Chris Brown? We can talk about Chris Brown. Tokyo Vanity. We can talk about Chris Brown. Chris I, don't know who, I don't know who else is um That was it. That was... Well, world. actually, what happened was is that a fan had asked Chris Brown... What the line in his song meant? Could you bring up the line for me really quickly so I can? I hate to, you know, um, um, describe or um, you know, like I like to tell, I like to say things that people exactly say. Um, you like to quote? Yeah, so, I like um, to quote. Thank to you. Hang on a minute. I don't I... like to uh, generalize or uh, surmise. Yeah, surmise what people say but it was along the lines of he had a line in his song and i don't know what song that was either on indigo his new album that referenced black women's hair and his fan had asked him what that specifically meant and then he could the 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 conversation in my opinion could have stopped there had he answered in a way that was not problematic because his answer was super problematic. And he was basically saying that the only people who are offended by that line are like uglies and people who don't have any edges and like all these other like really ridiculous he, he comments. Du- he doubled down on the fuckery more yeah, or less. Yeah, and it made it worse. So then 
Tokyo Vanity, which is she got popping off of um, Instagram for doing a short video where it was her friend in the background twerking and she was going, that's my best friend. That's my friend's man. You better, you better, you know, that then, you know, it got on caught fire and everybody started fucking with it. And then she's also best friends with Supercent and now she's on Love and Hip Hop and she actually came out with a story saying that, you know, this is who you are. You do not prefer dark skinned women. So, and so you want me to give it a line? Yeah, can you just drop the line in the, and then I'll 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 continue. The, the song is called Need a Stack. Okay. And uh, the bar is I only want to fuck the black bitches with the nice hair. Okay, so that is what the fan specifically asked. And can you please find what he said? Um. So the woman asked. She basically asked what it meant. Yeah. And what did he and say? He said, y'all tripping, tripping. Y'all bitches don't want to fuck the nigga with the fucked up teeth, do you? The only bitches upset is the uglies, not black queens. Okay. So that was problematic. And because... I think there was more to it than that. Because that, that's... It was a lot more that I saw too. But it was problematic because he could have just referenced why someone who would be a black a black woman specifically would ask well what does that mean what what do you mean by nice hair what is what qualifies as nice hair because everyone knows this is not a secret this is these are conversations that we are having more and more these days which i'm super proud of about that you know striving to that european diaspora and standard of beauty and not being happy and accepting of our own beauty and our hair and our textures and being discriminated against for our hair and our textures whether it be in you know just in our everyday life or in our workplace so these are things that are very, very, you know, hurtful to women who are not just dark skinned, but also just black. So, yeah. you know, he could have answered yeah, that I question mean, very I, differently, I, I, but I feel, he did I not. Feel like, I feel like part of the issue is um, we tend to act as if the things that we say have no context in real life. And I mean, all, all that you just spoke about is, is just really context. It's like, okay, that comment... I only fuck with black bitches with nice hair is harmless in a vacuum, right? But it's because of all of the other things that have um, plagued our community forever. For years. Right? Yeah. For years and years and years and years and years. But the, I think... The context of those things is what makes that comment have more weight and more bearing. But to be objective about it, and not to say that I'm on Chris Brown's side because um, I'm not... But to be objective about it, I'm a brown skinned girl and I've never really been on any side of the spectrum because in our community, you would consider a person like me gray. I've never really been commented about how beautiful my skin is or how not beautiful my skin in my skin is. I've only been commented on my face. Oh, you have a really cute face or you're sexy or you're, you're very beautiful and you're pretty but never in regards to how brown or how light I was. Mm -hmm. And that's because I sit somewhere in the middle of the color spectrum where I'm not dark, dark skin, and I'm not light, light skin either. I'm just in the middle. So I sit in this gray area where my skin complexion just really doesn't even matter. Um, and the other part, well, in some areas, um, 
the other part of that is, is that when you do speak to, like, I've had a lot of dark skinned friends because obviously I'm black and, you know, I have a big, strong black community and, you know, they're their experience of being darker skin and how the world perceives them and then having darker skin and kinky coily hair, you know, the perception the world gives them is, was very different than mine. Although we share the same, you know, uh, race, race, Mm -hmm. I'm black, but that wasn't my experience. No one's ever came up to me and said, Oh, you're so dark. You're dark. You're dark. You know, and always commenting on how, how dark I was. No, that's never happened to me or how light I was. No one's ever said that to me. Uh, It's never been a a topic of conversation. However, there are women who contextually, you would say that, um, for a long time, light, her skin black people have been almost fetishized yes right? it's like it's yes um you know and and that goes on on both sides of the spectrum like male and female like i remember in high school you know a lot of the women were always more attracted to, to the light-skinned you know, guys to the, to the light-skinned guys but, they would call them the pretty boys they're this they're that the third right. versus you know the brown rest, yeah. or dark and i i'm kind of like right there in the middle of the spectrum we're both in the middle so my my particular shade has never been like a feature. No, one, but you fine though. Other. Well, I appreciate it. You but fine, th- but thank you. You um, fine. You fine. But I'm I'm saying that I'm saying that I say all that to say that um from I said I was going to say something objective. So Chris Brown has been famous since he was uh, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Okay, so between the age of fifteen. And I think now he's 30? Yeah, he just... I is think, he 30 I, now? I think this is to celebrate his 30th birthday. I don't, okay. I don't know if it happened so, yet or if it's coming. But he's close. Mm-hmm. He's close, right? So to celebrate his 30th birthday or or just being 30, period. So for the last 15 years, his formative years of his life, the black women who he probably has seen have been of the exotic nature. Or who are, or who are in his circles because yeah. there aren't a lot of dark skinned women who ascend into those circles because when people get rich and famous they want to go to Brazil looking for a woman it's like they want them it's it's kind of like to me it's like and I'm not saying anything about people from Brazil it's kind of like they need to f- the, get the ungettable get like they they women have to be different everything has to be different and look exclusive and expensive. Brazilian women look expensive. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not saying Brazilian. I mean, we all look expensive, but I'm just saying, you know, like no, I, when you look I, at, I get what you're you get what I'm trying to say. Like everything, it can't look regular, and so, and a lot of African American women are deemed to be regular and uninteresting. I, I I look at it a, a step further. I think because he's been in the industry, um, his entire adult life, his entire formative life, it makes it. I think for him in particular, it may make it difficult for him to be in touch with the things that the rest of the community might experience. He experiences well, yeah. them differently. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And like those that's people. Not, that's not to shoot him bail at all. No, I'm saying those people. Like and, and like, look at where he lives. He lives in L.A. In L.A., there's a lot of women who are mixed with a lot of different I've things. I've never been to L.A., so I don't know. But yeah, that 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 culture there is 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 heavily. It's a melting pot. It's heavily yeah. um, mixed. You yeah. know, they. You know, hey, black, white. Asian, whatever. It's it's heavily mixed. Mm. And a lot of the black women over there, and I'm not saying that, you know, aside from Issa Rae, and, you know, I'm saying a lot of the black women over there, when you see what 
LA is and and how or like how, the how or the media yeah, pre- perceives LA yeah. and usually when you see people who are it, it kind of reminds me of like Canada. When you see women in Canada, right? When I look at black women from Canada, Usually the black women from Canada, if anybody's familiar or a YouTuber familiar with like Latoya's life or, um, you know, um, Shameless Maya, like these women who are black, but they're mixed with something like or they're they're from the island and they're super light skin. It's like like they almost look biracial. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same vibe that L.A. gives off that, you know, it's these mixed women who are super light skin but they're black, but their father is like, I don't know, Japanese or uh, uh, fucking Filipino or some shit. But they not like, they dad ain't just, you know, Leroy from Crenshaw. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying every black man is named Leroy, I think, I think, I think but I'm just down. saying, I'm just we're, saying we're going that down a little bit of a rabbit hole. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I'm going down a rabbit hole. The only time that I've really seen a lot of like, and I have to, you know, RP to John Singleton, but John Singleton was one of the. Not to say that those women from were from LA, but his 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 movies and stories were based on LA stories, and he would always pick darker skinned women or brown skinned women to showcase those stories in the depictions but you don't really and see I'm that i'm just saying because i haven't really spent time in la i haven't been to la i can't really speak for what's there i'm saying media what yeah. the projection is or gotcha. the perception of what black women are over there is that it, it's kind of a melting pot or yeah. a mixture so i'm we, saying new york that, is a melting pot too right, right but new you york see is- a, but you, you see a lot of black girls like black you know like Black, blackity black, black, and I'm not saying the other girls who are mixed are not blackity black, black, but I'm saying blackity black, like you clearly know they're black. But over there, and in, in, in the the media perception, like, but I don't think New York is that same media perception that there's a whole bunch of biracial women walking around. Depends on what part. If you talking about like uptown, you talking about like past, um, like Dominican Harlem, Spanish Harlem, and all of that. Then, I'm just yeah, saying, the, the, like, the perception that, is a certain way. I just feel like the, I feel like the perception of New York is like you can get anybody. That's true. I know, but but I'm only saying that is like when you get into those circles where those where the famous people are, the more money it is, the women start to look very different. You don't see a lot of dark skinned women there. You see a lot of women who are mixed or from some other part of the world. They're looking for something exotic and extravagant or more interesting. And I'm not saying that black women aren't exotic, extravagant, or interesting, but it's it's like they kind of trade us in for for what they think it would look. Would would be on brand, so I I say all that to say that maybe Chris Brown that's what he sees, and he's commenting on what his environment is. Yeah, but either way, um, but he's never really dated a black a dark super dark skinned girl. Like I mean, all of them. Like let's be clear, Rihanna was light skinned because she's biracial as well. Karuchi is biracial as well, and then it was another chick who Rihanna dated. biracial. Yeah, she's half white. Did not know that. Yep, she's half white. And, well, I'm sorry, not half white. I think she's a, her, okay. Her dad is half white. Her dad is half black and white. And her, and then she's white. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay. Her dad's, I think her dad is half, is biracial. And then her grandmother is white. I think something's like that where it's like, it's really close, but she's biracial as well. But her mother is full on black. But something is with the father. Okay. okay, so she's biracial in some way. If you look well, it up, I know she's Bayesian. Yeah, she's Bayesian, Talking but she's but she's biracial in in some way. And and then there's Karuchi who is, is biracial. She's Asian and black. 
And then there was another girl who he was dating, which I'm still not 100% sure if that girl is pregnant, but everyone keeps saying she is, and it's his second kid. But I don't know if how true that is. Um, who he was dating for a while, and I don't think they're dating anymore. But um, she's also like kind of like on the biracial side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking he's commenting on his surrounding. But I also don't think, like, I also completely agree with you that, you know, he just may not, because he's ascended so far from it that it's or being so far removed from a situation like that that he can't really comment like intelligently or effectively on that kind of, to even well, see that th- that could th- be the I issue. Think, I think his his context is skewed. Yeah. Right. His his sense of you know what is impactful, what potentially could be hurtful to black women is skewed because he's not had um, that exposure yeah. the same way that many of the rest of us have. And then his mom came out and made it, it didn't make it any better no. either. When but, she was like, it's just hair. Yeah. And, and it, you shouldn't say that. It's not. No, it's not. It's more than that. And I mean, I, I think that that segues a little bit into, um, you know, the whole uproar over Halle Bailey. Yeah, Halle um, Bailey. Halle Bailey. And Chloe I always Bailey. Say, I always want to say Halle Berry. It's not Chloe. It's just Halle. No, Chloe and Halle are a group. I know they're a group. Right, but what I'm but saying Hallie is... But is going to be the, little, right, the next Hallie is Little going, Mermaid. But what I'm saying is, is that Chloe... Chloe is not going to be the next Little Mermaid. If you let me finish, then you would know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, go ahead, Chloe and Halle are a musical group under blue, under Beyonce on her label. I'm aware. Okay, and they have the same... That's why people were kind of mixing them up. They didn't know which one it was. So I'm trying to further emphasize that it's... Haley Bailey, not Barry, who is going to be the new Ariel. Now, they're not really 100% sure on if it's going to be a cartoon, but I've seen live oh, so, action. Yeah, live- so I'm thinking it's going to be a performance. Yeah. So, but. Um, It'll be the same way as like some the Lion groups, King. Some people are not really feeling and- that. And, but I, I, but I, I wanted well, the, to. The, the initial confusion was Halle Berry started trending. <laughs> yeah, because people was- were messing her last name up is Haley. Bailey. Bailey. Yes. Yes. Um, so anyway, you you were saying. Um, I I think that it's it's that whole situation is problematic, and you know I think it's problematic that the that his mom would say it's just hair, and I I think that it's it's not right that you, you should, like I I just don't think anyone's thinking before they're speaking they're just being reactionary. Yeah. You know it's like oh everybody's coming at you and you're a king and you're this and that and I'm like yeah he could still be a king and and be great at what he does but and be wrong and be wrong and but I wrong. also think that everybody too on an objective in an objective way of thinking is that we're expecting way too much from Chris Brown. Do you think that we're too outraged? Do you think like as a community that we're we're like in this moment of where outrage is over the top? No, no, I don't think you we're think outraged. I don't think we're outraged enough, and I, I say that because. There's been, it's been so, like, we would have these, I feel like we had these moments of hit in history where we would be so out loud and, and like, yeah, we're not taking this anymore. We're not doing this anymore. You're not going to say this about us anymore. We're going to be happy in our, in our natural hair. We're going to just be blackity, black, 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 and be okay with that. But then there, you know, it would last for a minute and then we would just have these, these moments of conformity. And, you know, it's just like, okay, it's not working. Like, we're, we, like people would be excited for a second, and then th- it would just die off. And I know I've experienced that. Well, when you know, I, we're on, at the Cucumber Challenge. Right. And, I mean, and look, here. <laughs> look, there's nothing. Hey, listen. I don't think there's anything wrong with anybody trying to learn or show off their dick-sucking skills. 
uh, if you know how to suck dick and you know that your friend doesn't know how to and you can show her on a cucumber and it may change the trajectory of her relationship, you should show her. Do I think you should show her for free on Instagram and hashtag the cucumber challenge and you're not getting a check for it? Mm, no. And I'm not saying that dick sucking skills are for free or for sale, but I mean, what's free? So, um, you know, I, I just, I don't think that, I think that black women should be able to express themselves sexually and without re- without like some sort of reprimand and i feel like there's this there's that also goes into the line of perfection that black people have to have in order to to be considered uh stable or or upright in the in the society that we live in don't curse dress this way um make sure your hair's pressed do this do that and it's like this this walk of perfection but yet other groups of people can be whoever they want to be and there's just such a a level of freedom in that like Mm -hmm. if if the cucumber challenge was surrounded by a whole bunch of white women no one would care it was just like okay well it's just a bunch of white girls sucking on cucumbers but because it's a bunch of black girls sucking on cucumbers it's like oh y'all hoes y'all nasty y'all they shot at because black no I, th- I think we would say that the white girls are hoes too i don't think so i think that it wouldn't have deep throating a fucking cucumber no that's first of all what's wrong with that it's she's not it's, it's not it's not what's wrong with that if you want to deep throw a cucumber and you want to show other people on your live on your live or wherever the fuck you at why is someone sexual why is someone who is who is proud or who is not afraid within their sexuality deemed a hoe that's not whole shit I feel whole shit is when you are doing something to to that is not self-serving. You are serving someone else. That's whole shit. If you like, yo, I know how to suck dick and I enjoy it, and you want to show other people that you know how to do it, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think that's a reflection of how of who you are as a whore. Like I feel like a whore is such a is such a deep, dark, like rooted road to someone accepting you accepting your existence so you use sexual favors because you feel that's all you have for people to validate you but there is a strength in sexuality and i'm like and i don't think people are necessarily used to that coming from black women look if you want to have if you want to suck dick or show people how to suck i mean this lady showed us all how to suck dick with a grapefruit i mean that was fucking amazing like everyone knows that lady from that grapefruit and I've never seen anyone to this day. Shout out to her who sucked dick like that before. She probably saved a whole bunch of marriages in this life. People at home practicing like, how she do that? How she get that shit all the way down her throat? Because you know why? It matters. It matters. So is there just no such thing as whole shit? Are, I feel are, like, like whole we... shit is, is not self-serving. That's what I feel a hoe is. A, her, a hoe is not self-serving. A hoe is serving everyone else. That's mm. how I feel. I don't feel. I don't feel like... If you are, if you want to have sex with multiple dudes during the week or whatever you want to do, if it's serving you, then it's not whole shit. But if it's serving everybody else, there's a problem. It's not healthy. You're not, you're not, you're not, it's not doing anything for you. I don't feel it's the amount, it's the amount of bodies of a chick chase or catch that make her a hoe. I don't feel that it's the, the excursions that she may take that makes her a hoe. I think is when it's not self-serving to you. If it's like you feel this is the only way you're going to get attention or you feel this the only way a man is going to seek you out is by doing what you're doing, that's the whole shit. I, I, don't, I think that's the whole shit. Percy, but, I, but I, I think that anybody that is, and, and this goes male or female, that is like seeking, like I, I think if you're, and I, I don't really know what the 
bar is or what the threshold is. I, I think it probably differs from person to person. But if you're um, out there and you're seeking these very intimate engagements at a pace, whatever that pace is, um, I think that that's an indication that there is something going on internally or there, really there, so. there may be something unsettled. I don't know. Within. Because the reason why I don't feel like that is because everybody's sexual, everybody's sex drive is different. For there's sure. people who can have sex twice a week and be okay. But there's people who if twice a week, if that's all they're getting, they're losing it. Because they, they, this is something they need. Like, they need Yeah, but what's behind that need? need? Yeah. It's because they enjoy it. There's nothing else. There's people who just love sex. It's just people who love it, nah, and they don't I, necessarily necessarily. I, mean, I, I, I count myself amongst. And it don't necessarily mean that they have some type of underlying issue. It's just that they love having sex. That's how they. Sh- it's it's like the same thing as a hug. It's like when somebody come, you know, you're in a relationship. Sex is the same thing as a hug. That's how they express themselves. This is a. It's just the same expression of intimacy as a hug to me. If I have sex with you every day, and I'm like, oh, I want to have sex. I feel like it's a problem when you are like it's it's changing your attitude you're getting a um like like you can't you you're, can't you're function like an addiction yeah you can't function like a sex addiction right like you have an addiction that's something different but if you're a person who just enjoys having sex with your partner and that and that varies like that amount varies for everybody somebody can have sex once a month and be straight somebody can have sex twice a week five times a week and be straight some people want it three times a day you know there's just a lot of different variables to what people want i just don't think is that they have some type of issue i kind of consider it the same thing like some people might go see their mate and go up to them behind them and just give them a hug and that's the same that's the same thing as them showing their care and their love by having sex with their mate so they may say hey i want to cha-cha-cha and they want to do that and they do it and you apply that same um, viewpoint or that same outlook to somebody that wants to have sex three times a day and they don't care where the sex comes from. No, that's an addiction. Because you're saying you don't care where the sex comes from. See, there's people who are polyamorous who have different relationships with different people all the time. Mm-hmm. And those relationships are self-serving. And I'm not saying that you should have relationships that only serve you because it is a give and take. But they are there's different things that they find in these different people that are self-serving and also serving the individual who they're having the relationship with. If you're just having sex with anybody, then, yeah, there's some sort of issue. But there has to be some level of connection. Now, that level of connection... Whatever it is, it varies for different people. That level of connection could be, wow, you fine as hell, and my sexual urge wants to have sex with you. And you we've had a great and then you match that with that great conversation that we have mm-hmm. or that connection, that vibe we catch in. And then mm-hmm. we have sex. I don't think that that person is a, like some type of sexual deviant or has some issue. I think that they know what they want at the time and then they just they, they just do it. And I think that you know is is it becomes irresponsible when they are tr- they're they're doing it because they think that this is going to manifest into something that they that they're using the act to manifest something that they truly want. Yeah, I I, I think I agree with you. I I think that we're basically saying the same thing because I mean it's like this whole. I mean, we I came to your house like when we hung out alone whole, the first time we had sex. Yeah, it's, now it's we're married. Whole, 
It's this whole like city boy versus hot girl summer thing, right? Hot like to me when Meg is talking about, you know, it's a hot girl summer, I think she's talking about women owning their sexuality and yeah. owning owning their relationships and, you know, being true to whoever their their true self is. Yeah, right? and I and I think that that's very important. And I think but I also think that sometimes when you are that kind of female and I was that definitely that kind of female when I was in my single self, um, you know, if I knew that there was a guy that I wanted to have sex with or somebody I wanted to have an exchange with of some sort, it was self-serving. I knew that. I knew what I wanted and I knew I knew it was okay, it was okay for me inside to do. Um, I wasn't necessarily looking for some type of um, you know, like, oh, if I have sex with him, he, he going to be my man. Or if I have sex with him, this is what's going to happen. Like some type of reactionary. Mm-hmm. I was looking for the moment, whatever that moment was, you know, whatever it brought at the time. Um, so, and, and, and I think that sometimes it's harder for men to see women that way because of the, because of the fragile existence that society places upon women and the fact that a woman could be strong within her vagina and say, Hey, you know, you're, you, you on the menu and we're going to do this. It's frightening because it's, it's, it's reminiscent of, of society saying what a man should be. And I had sex like a man for years, you know, like you had sex like a man. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? When I had <laughs> sex with you, did I call you? Nah. Okay. I didn't call you neither. Yes, you did. You called me the next day because you didn't like that shit. It violated you. I mean, that's what you think. Oh, okay. So why you call me? <laughs> like, what up? Yeah. <laughs> but what up? most... How you feeling? But most guys <laughs> are not necessarily used to that, like, forward, that kind of, like... I nah, even, but, I but, even but, had but, a man but, tell but, me but that in all, in all seriously, like, I'm a gentleman. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, it was kind of late. I was like, yo, let me know when you get in so I can know that you safe. And then you ain't like you ain't like Jay. First of all, you ain't like you ain't like hit a nigga like yo like bust you out. Like you ain't like first of all, I went to Jay's house. Yo, I'm good. I went to Jay's house in the middle of the of the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I left Jay's house in the middle of the afternoon. I went to work out and I did not call you. Yeah, I'm like yo. Let me know when you get back to Piscataway or wherever you're from. (laughs) Or whatever I'm from. Everybody knows I'm from Piscataway. Yeah, wherever wherever that is. Yeah, well, yeah, down, down, down south. Somebody said it in a rap lyric. That was really weird. But no, I'm just saying that you know, a lot of times men are not necessarily used to that kind of reaction mm-hmm. from women because they're like, wait a minute, and, it, and, it, and it's not even necessarily a situation where they're like, hey, we share something. What the fuck is going on with you? It's like, wait a minute. So you you just really cool? Like you really cool like that? The fuck? So a lot of times, and I've, I've even in my single life prior to you, you know, and having these experiences the way I did, I remember, <laughs> oh, this is going to sound so bad. Okay. But it wasn't bad. You are now listening to whole shit. <laughs> First of all, it wasn't whole shit. Okay. Listen, cause I'm not a hoe, but listen, so this is what happened. All right. So boom. So boom. <laughs> you got to clap with it. So boom. When I was in Maryland, like, I was like, fuck that. It was, uh, but like, before Meg the Stallion and the City Girls, I was on a hot girl summer. I was like, I don't want no boyfriend. I just want to chill. I want to get to know By myself. By the way, it's a City Boy summer. Is it? Yeah. Not for you? No, nah, not for me. 
I'm, 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 I'm coaching from the sidelines. Nigga, you a married summer. You want a married summer. That's what you at. I'm, I'm coaching from the sidelines. My city boys, we, we up. Whatever, nigga. So I I lived, I moved from New Jersey. I, actually, I moved from New York and moved to Maryland. And um, there was this guy who I had met. He did my taxes. And shit, what is that nigga's name? It doesn't matter. So anyway... Uh, I, I met him at the Walmart because Jackson Hewitt would be in the Walmart where you can go get your taxes done. And we was like, we caught a vibe. Like we was having a really great conversation. I was like, yo, this dude is cool. He fine. And you know, I was like, I'm gonna have sex with him just like that. So he had came to my door. I was like, all right, yo, like, I was like, listen, I'll call you later and you know, I'm gonna see what you're getting into. And I called them later and I was like, yo, what you into? Because at that time, my roommate was super weird and she wasn't there. So I was like, yo, what you getting into? And he was like, oh, nothing. I was like, yo, you should come by the dorm. So he came by the dorm. We had sex or whatever. His dick was trash. It was terrible. Anyway, dick was trash. And I didn't call him no more because dick was trash. That was before the, um, was that the whole facts? <laughs> dick yo. Oh yeah, before dig yeah, his dick was trash. It was so trash. Like it was so trash. I was like, man, this is the most trash dick ever. But he wasn't the most trash dick ever. He was just the trash dick of the year. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. So he was like, Oh, you trying you wanna go get something to eat? I was like, nah, I got a banquet. So I'm gonna just chill here. Um, but yeah, I'm tired. So yeah. So then he left and um I never called him again. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes your, your first time out be trash, though. It was so trash. Sometimes your first time out. And I think I he mean, was when, looking... When I was, when I was young, when I was in my 20s, like, I felt like I had to make a statement. <laughs> my first, seriously, like, on my first time out, I was like, yo, like, nah, I gotta, I gotta break it down. Yeah, I think he... And I now, think, like, I think, I'm, in, I'm in my 30s, like, it be trash sometimes. I think... You, you, you tell people. That like, be trash? Yeah, it be trash sometimes. It don't be trash. <laughs> I think what happens is, is that... I mean, we can have a conversation. That's a whole other podcast. We can have a conversation about trash married sex, you know, because sometimes it is. It's like, for real. So we really got to We so you really want that? I, I got to suck it that long. Damn, my mouth hurt. You not ready? Shit. Oh fuck. All right. Anyway, I'm yeah, gonna we'll, just we'll, lay here. We'll, we'll get back I'm to being that. starfish. <laughs> I'm gonna be starfish. Yo, don't be a starfish. And you, sometimes you niggas 20s. don't care. They're like, fine, be starfish. Because <laughs> I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> so, I don't care. As long as you are alert and it's not rape, we good to go. So, listen. I think he was trying to get, like, his, like, I think he was trying to get redemption. So, he kept calling me. And I was like, yo, this nigga's fucking weird. Like, why does he keep calling me? Oh, my God. Well, so, you know, when, when, when we we know when it's trash. We know when, when, well, not all of us. Many of us are not, you know, our chakras are not centered. We're not in tune. <laughs> um, you know, we don't know. Some of us. I think but he knew. Like, yeah, when I was, like, I knew. I think he knew it was in trash. In my 20s, I knew, I, I, knew, I knew when I was... He was not on point. He wasn't. Yeah, and it was a couple times. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah this he, not, this not working. Yeah, shim shim. Yeah, shim shim. Shim shim. He was shim shim. Yeah, shim It was bad. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't answer. But that that was you and far between. He just kept leaving yeah. me. He just kept leaving me voicemails like, "Yo, what's up? You trying to like you trying to hang?" And I'm no. And yeah. I I never called him back. And then we had this awkward moment. So I was coming out. So I was getting my nails done. I was. See, I he, he probably wasn't properly hydrating. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm saying like, it, it, you know, niggas need to drink water. Yeah, you gotta drink your water. You oh, know, you gotta God. be in the gym. You gotta be on your exercise shit. 
You know what I mean? Like, yo, you just got to take, you know, this you got to take good was, care of yourself. And But the bad part was he was older than me. I was 24. He was like 31. So I was oh. like, oh, okay. So you, you but might have. You still. Yeah, I was like, he should be like seasoned. Like he had prime. Yeah. He's, you know, was, that was prime select meat. Well, they say prime is 18 for men. No, I'm saying he should know. Like you should know all the strokes. By yeah. 31, you should yeah. be knowing all the strokes. Yeah. You should be knowing. He ain't no shit. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I was getting my nails done, and I came out. I had just got my nails and feet done. I think I was on my way to... I think I was on the way to a date or some shit. And um, I come out the nail place, and he was walking around the... um, Like, it was like a, um, a strip mall. Mm-hmm. And he was walking around the strip mall. And I had saw him from afar, and I was like, oh, shit. So I ran in my car, and I... (laughs) You ran in your car? I ran in my car, because I just did not want to have a conversation with this nigga at all. Mm -hmm. So I ran in my... I mean, in your your defense, he was leaving you mad voicemails. Yeah, and I wasn't answering. (laughs) You you ghosted him. I ghosted that nigga. I wasn't even breadcrumbing. I ghosted. Like, I was like, nah, I'm good. And I got in the car, and then I guess the nigga had realized it was me. So me and White Smoke, White Smoke was my old white Chevrolet Cavalier. So I got in my car, and this nigga saw me. You was a hot girl summer for real. For real, this nigga saw me. White Smoke. Yeah, White Smoke. (laughs) This nigga saw me, and he was like, yo, Tiff. Yo, Tiff. He had his arm. He was waving at me like, yo, Tiff. I (laughs) Meg would be so proud. (laughs) I fucking yo, I threw that bitch in the drive so fast, yo. I got the fuck out of there. You would have thought that what, somebody was chasing me. What would that next voicemail like? He, I didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, them, them shit stopped abruptly. She would have been like, yeah, um <laughs> I know you saw yeah, me. Yeah, uh this 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 is Sean Sean Sean. Um <laughs> What is yeah, that nigga's I name? I, I think I just saw you outside of what, what was you at Target? I was outside the nail place. <laughs> outside the nail. I saw you outside the nail place. I could call Kelly. She know what his name is. I always have to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I should call her and be like, yo, Kelly, what is that nigga name I have fucked from the Jackson Hewitt? All right, fam. So basically, <laughs> basically we know um, that if you, this is my advice to my city boys, since I'm out here coaching, I'm coaching from the sideline. Uh, that first time out, sling that coat. You, you know have. I mean? I mean, it was yeah. really bad. So I was like, I'm not going back. Don't, don't waste no time. I wasn't doing it. I was like, what? What am I gonna go back for? And um, what the hell was his name? I'm gonna get y'all that nigga name. I just don't remember it. It doesn't matter what his name is. I know it don't. But like, it kind of make. That's the part that make you feel like some whole shit. Like you don't remember the nigga's name because it was so many niggas. But it wasn't that many niggas. I just don't. Some dick just don't be memorable. So, <laughs> so I, 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 we had a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're definitely not going to get to all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about are you drinking my motherfucking drink. No, I'm not drinking your drink. First of all, that's my kombucha. Oh, oh, I finished mine. Yes. No. So now, now say you sorry. It looked red though. It looked like watermelon. Because it's ginger. It's ginger berry. Okay, enjoy yourself. Okay. Live, live your life. Um. Anyway, the I guess the, the next topic I wanted to talk to, 4th of July just passed, and there was a lot of outrage, infighting, um, commentary on 
whether black people should celebrate the 4th of July. I don't celebrate the 4th of July. I eat hot dogs and, and chill with my family on my day off. Is that it? Yup. Did you use the end period? The end period. On period. Like, and you're not going, first of all, you're not paying my rent. You're not you're not paying my student loans. Who's you're not my, paying my sprint. You're not I'm not talking about you. <laughs> you're not paying any of my bills. So don't tell me how to celebrate my day off when you're not paying for anything. Like and I, I don't even understand why people thought it was that it was necessary to defend themselves to people who are not paying for anything. Like you are not financing my life, yo. You're not. Like, so I'm gonna go, you know what? I'm gonna make a film. Of me getting a ballpark hot dog. Well, actually, no, nah, we're not getting ballpark. We, we're we getting turkey hot dogs or beef hot dogs with the natural cases. Me outside cooking it and I'm going to eat it. Like, you don't get to tell people what to do with their life. You don't get to do that. You're not paying for nothing. <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. And I'm so, like, yo, so I know you, people so, are not free. So how free. do you feel about people that are... Coming from the perspective of the same, maybe people are not aware. There's the same niggas who don't want to celebrate educate. Christmas. I'm gonna get a gift from my boyfriend, my husband. He's everything to me. I'm gonna get it, and that's it. Do I got <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I'm gonna get it. <laughs> okay, like they be the same ones. Oh, why y'all dressing up for Halloween? Why you gotta be that nigga? Like why? Why can't you just let people eat their candy in peace? Why you can't let them li- listen to Jingle Bells in peace? Why they can't make their hot dogs in peace? You always gotta be the one coming into the party, fucking up shit. That's why you don't be invited nowhere. That's why nobody invite you. Cause you at home making posts. You ain't at the barbecue. Cause you making posts. Because they know what you gonna say. You ain't paying spades with nobody. You ain't eating no potato salad. You ain't getting no spare ribs with the with the barbecue sauce because you at home because they don't want you there. That's why you mad because you ain't got a burnt hot dog. That's what's going to fuck on. But if you stop acting like that, somebody invite you. The fuck? I, I think that there is a value to um to educating people. Look, I don't I don't think you should be judging people on what they choose to celebrate, how they choose to celebrate. We can you know, know if somebody wanna dress head to toe in red, white, and blue, like, yo, live your life. First of all, black people been been fucking vandalized, fucking victimized, murdered, killed, raped on it. We wouldn't celebrate shit. That's the dotted line. There's so much fucked up shit that didn't happen to black people over the past 400 years that we fucking been here that we wouldn't be celebrating shit if we accounted for every fucking thing that has ever happened to black people and still happening on a day-to-day basis. Niggas wouldn't have no fun. We would just be outside looking like we ready to fart. Because you get a serious face when you want to fart. But I'm just saying, like, that's what we would look like every day. Nobody would be having any fun. Nobody would be doing anything. Because it is exhausting being black as is. So if I want to take the day off and not be black for a second and have a burnt fucking hot dog with my husband and my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law and my mom and whoever the fuck else I invite because it's not your ass, but whoever the fuck else come over and I want to do that, like, mind your business. And I have banana pudding too because I made that shit from scratch, not with the box. Fuck y'all. Door did. So fuck y'all. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I don't give a fuck. And I'm the blackest nigga here. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Unless you want to pay one of these motherfucking bills that we would consider what the fuck you have to say. I got a few I can hand you. Here is uh, Neviant. She she needs something. She needs something. Here's Sprint. That hoe needs something. So, again. And I need money for my Sims games. My point (laughs) 
I need I was living. I'm about to fucking put a parental block on you buying fucking Sims <laughs> games because you fucking keep buying these damn extensions at $120 a pop or whatever. I haven't the fuck bought they cost. one in a long time. It's not been a long time. It's been less than 30 days. <laughs> The last expansion pack. I didn't even buy. First of all, niggas is out here living while I'm living. You don't even play the shit. You just watch fucking Kia and whoever the fuck else on. I uh, watch a lot of people because I be trying to learn stuff because yeah. I'm new. But then at the, at the same time, I don't. I try to try to find people who play on the console, and it's not a lot of people to watch who play on the console because everybody plays on the computer. But I'm like, I don't got time for that. Mm, but y'all want to buy some me some stuff, and then I consider what the fuck y'all got to say. But until then, like, I mean, I get it. You want to educate people. You want people to know. I think that's important. That people should know stuff. Like, there's a lot of people who did not know about Juneteenth. There's a lot of people who didn't understand that we weren't all, like, you know, free at the Emancipation Proclamation. They understand that all that shit was, you know, that everybody was, you know, there was some people still they're, working. They're and, def- and then they don't even really understand why that shit, the Emancipation Proclamation, was even put into place. Yeah. You know, so they don't really get, they think, people just think it's because Abraham Lincoln freed the slave. Nah, bitch, it's more than that, and I don't got time, because we got 12 minutes to talk to y'all motherfuckers today, and I don't got time to explain to y'all the Emancipation Proclamation 12 minutes. Well, actually, I can, but I'm just not going to, okay? But Google the shit, all right, and you'll find it. I'm just saying. But people don't know, and they should be educated, but I don't think that also, that, that should infringe on other people fellowshipping well, with their family. Yeah, that's exactly my point. It's like, Okay, we can educate, we can spread awareness, we can make sure that people understand that, you know, when the Declaration of Independence um, was signed in 1776, that it was, you know, another 100 years almost uh, before black people won their freedom or were given their freedom or however you want to want to look at it. And guess it was hard to get that shit up when everybody was getting shit for free. And, and being rich, <laughs> the fuck, you know, I, I probably shit. If I was white and y'all niggas was, you know, mind fucking picking cotton and shit and getting tobacco and all kind of shit, and I, my family is like set for life and don't niggas gotta work ever. And you know, I'm getting the finest threads from fucking Paris. I'm uh, discovering chocolate and shit. You know, I probably be like, hey, this is not gonna work. Y'all niggas get back to work. Y'all niggas get back to work. Shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> and That's- and y'all niggas not reading these contracts neither. You just gonna sign this X like y'all been doing, <laughs> or online? I don't know. Who? Well, in fact, probably niggas will probably look at you for shit. The fucking overseer will probably look at you like niggas did teach you something. If you knew how to put an X, so they just put, you better put a line and save your life. Just mark it. They're like, who taught you that X? That's a letter. That ain't, you know what I'm saying? That's fucking crazy. So you know, I get it. I get it. It's fucked up, but I get it. It's like cause all this shit is a business. Yeah. All of it is a business. Like, they was just profiting off of people. Yeah. And they still do that. The jail system. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. My, my point is that many people... I, I think most people are probably aware that the Declaration of Independence did not free everyone in this country. And, no. You wouldn't it, believe it. A lot it, of people don't know. Well, I mean, there's, there's a hypocrisy about celebrating the fourth and about the patriotism of it and as it relates to black people specifically there's, i feel there's, like it's just as my it's just as much as my country as it is theirs because i built my, my ancestry built this country for that's free true. and i mean I, I looked at a post by killer mike and you no know, one of the things that he was highlighting is you no know, crispus addicts it was a black man and he was one of the first person first people killed in the revolutionary war um, and he's saying, you know, Christmas Addicts is just as much a patriot as Frederick Douglass. 
who, you know, had that speech the day after the 4th of July, where he talks about how he's, um, how he's not a part of that celebration because at that point, his brothers and sisters and, you know, uh, countrymen, his, his felt his race was still enslaved within the South. Um, so yeah, so it, it's, I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's, very very difficult to square but at the end of the day it's like all right well it's still a day off you know it was a welcome day off in the middle of the week boom we got the grill out we enjoy that time fellowshipping amongst ourselves and it's not necessarily about the patriotic elements or you know right because when i because we had that conversation like when i was growing up and we would celebrate fourth of july Always about the rain, y'all. Um, we celebrate Fourth of July. It was never in the sense of like my mom would come out with like, you know, uh, wearing red, white, and blue. Like it was never that. It was just like, oh, we get to see our aunts and uncles who we hadn't seen in a long time, mm-hmm. or you know, or we get because everybody had the day off, or you know, we would be my cousins and we would dance and you know have dance contests and who and, had the best potato salad and all and that kind of thing. You, you got to imagine that it's probably like that's probably kind of how it was. Back when our grandparents or our, our ancestors know, were still enslaved, it's like you know, it's a day off from whatever the fuck else they had to do while the white people was out celebrating independence. You know, they're probably back cooking out and spending time and and fellowshipping, you know, amongst their, their community. Yeah, their family. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so like, what the fuck? I don't think there's anything wrong with spending more time with your family and not having with without the interference of work. Yeah. So, but I I think that anybody that is celebrating or you know has celebrated the holiday i just feel that um regardless of your race regardless of where you come from you should educate yourself about all of it and still like still feel free to celebrate still 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 feel free to be patriotic because this is a great country overall um but we can say that it's a great country with and still acknowledge that fucked up shit has happened here and it's continuing to happen here. Um, and we can acknowledge that there's things that we need to work on and things that we need to change and things that we need to improve. That's true. And facts will, on facts. I will get off of my soap box for now. You want your soap box? What? <laughs> um, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I just be talking. Oh, back to Ariel. Yo, I think that's fire. Oh, uh, Halle Bailey. I like them. Yeah. I like dope. Chloe and Halle. I think they're dope. They I know you watched it. Watch uh, Grownish. I do. I watch Grownish. A huge Grownish fan. I am. I, I am. I like Grownish, and I love how these kids today are getting. You know, it's such a multicultural cast, and it's mm-hmm. and usually you know Grownish kind of gives me like Saved by the Bell vibes, but just more of a real, more realistic, mm-hmm. like more realistic things that kids could be going through in college. And um, I like the fact that you don't have to look around or look far for someone who looks like you. There's so many black people on this show. There's a Spanish person on this show. You know, there's an Indian guy on the show. There's just, It's just like a lot of it, just to see them do that show and have these young people looking at it, it. It has to be so dope to like be like, oh, shit, you know, I could go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better like looking at, you know, like, and don't get me wrong. I am a huge uh, Saved by the Bell fan. I loved um, <clears throat> California Dreams. I loved all those shows, but there weren't really any black people on them except for one. Yeah. 
it was always one black person, and you know you have or like one Spanish person. or one Spanish person. But like I think Gronish does a really great job of implementing, you know, people from a diverse. Yeah, it's definitely a, a diverse, a diverse cast. I think they do a great job of that, and I I'm I'm excited to see what she will do with Ariel. Yeah, I mean, when I think about her personality on Cronish, I, I I can see her as Ariel, like you know, kind of that spunky. Yeah. You know, like it. It. I think it works. I think it does too, and yeah. I, and she sings beautifully. Yes. Absolutely. So like, it's gonna be a great performance, and I think that people who are making those drawings of. Her being on top of a watermelon, a drumstick in her bra, and making her these over-exaggerated black features, making her look like a minstrel show, you know, and people are, like, so surprised by this in 2019. No, these people who feel that way are still alive, and they've raised children who raised children. This is just the bottom line. I was honestly, um, you know, I was kind of, like, cruising through through the book, through Facebook, and I, I was surprised to see quite a few um, black men mm-hmm. that were um, opposed to a black Ariel. And they would say things like, oh, well, you know, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm all here for diversity. But, you know, the Ariel we grew up with was this certain way. She was white. You know, we should we should you know there's there should be still a white Ariel. Why? And. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why. That's what I'm saying. Like, why? But, like, we. But I feel like a lot of those characters in the Disney catalog were white for years. Yeah. But and, and I don't. But I don't think that those movies were necessarily catered to us. They were just kids' programs, you know. And when I think about shows that I used to watch when I was a kid, like Kids Incorporated, or You Can't Do That on Television, or. Um, <clears throat> Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, even when I think about those shows or Double Dare, it would always be, even the contestants were always white. When I think about that. And this was the 80s. Like, Mm -hmm. 80s, 90s, you know, the kids were always white. So it was like how, you know, or, you know, and and when I think about the Mickey Mouse Club, there was only one black girl on that show. So it's like, you know, you had these variety shows where you would see, like, these kids programming, and it would just be white kids so it was like how does that speak to you know america which is supposed to be this melting pot of people it's not it 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 just doesn't it does not coincide with the society that we actually live in at all of course there's pockets of the united states that are just white but that's not a representation of the entire country the country is so diverse it's like how why was it just white characters or white actors doing these jobs when there were all these talented black kids or Indian kids or Asian kids and you would only see these on specific programs you know and I I just never understood that so I think that's really cool that you know a lot of the kids who are growing up today are getting more diverse you know characters they're getting more diverse programming where it's like people are friends with a whole bunch of different people it's just not black actors in the background you know, like, oh, see, black people go to this school, but <laughs> they just don't talk. Mm. Or Asian people go to school, and they just don't talk. And it was like, you know, how do you, like, when I think about that episode of when Lisa, um, this is definitely showing my age, but whatever. Lisa was going, Lisa was the only black person going to Bayside High. And yes, she was rich, 
Her parents were, you know, affluent. They were together. They were married. However, you never seen them. But none of them, you really never seen their parents. Only, par- only parent you saw on the show was Zach's mom. Mm-hmm. And I think Zach's dad. But you never even really seen Slater's... I think you seen Slater's father, but you never saw Slater's mother. Um, but you... Well, they, they, they didn't tend to focus on... On the, on the parents. Yes. But you had these situations where... I remember Lisa never had a boyfriend and then she started dating the freshman, but he never returned, but he was the only other black kid in the school. Then there was a time where Lisa and Zach were actually dating in real life and they tried to write it into the show and, and the they back, kissed the backlash was so... and they kissed on camera and people did not like that. It was a black and white couple kissing on television. That was insane to me. Yeah. But the kids knew none, you know, we were none the lesser. It was like, oh, that's cool, Lisa and, and Zach. That could have been a thing. But they're like, nah, we need Kelly Kapowski because that makes more sense. It's crazy to me. So I'm glad that, you know, the tide is turning and people understand that there needs to be representation in every facet for kids to find but people and characters. Everyone. To find characters that they can see themselves in. Because, I mean... We've always seen we we've, we've always and I, and I and just to ask kids to identify themselves within white characters is just totally unfair. Yeah, this this was the comment I, w- I was um, looking for, and and this was a, a black man. He said, "I love diversity in movies, but come on, I grew up on a Little Mermaid, and I don't understand why they're changing her from a white redhead mermaid to a black female. But I do get it, and it makes more sense, whatever that means." Well, and they. Blamed him as they should have in his because my thing is 10 comments my thing is mermaids the mermaid was only white because disney made her white yeah mermaids are fictitious characters you're not gonna find a mermaid there's no one living in the sea you can make them any color you want well, we to. don't know that we don't know that there's no one living in the sea a mermaid though there might be okay and so okay well then why don't we have a problem with ursula ursula is purple you know what I'm saying? Like, there's way more. And, like, so we just going to be cool with the fact that the Jamaican crab, Sebastian, is red. I mean, he was a lobster and he's red. So we just going to be So if we made. Isn't that mean he's boiled already? Yeah. Like, he shouldn't be dead. <laughs> like, why? Because crabs are not red. I mean, uh, lobsters aren't red unless they've been cooked. So is he Was de- Sebastian a crab or a lobster? He was a lobster. Okay. Sebastian was a lobster. And then it was the yellow fish. And I can't think of his name. That was her friend. But yeah, Sebastian, Ariel, who that? That's who said it? Mm-hmm. Obviously. You know, that's a whole other episode when you have people, like when you have black individuals who moved into predominantly white areas. And I saw that when I lived, uh, and we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes, but when I, I just want to have a, a short conversation about that. When I grew up in South River, South River was a predominantly Portuguese town, okay? Um, Portuguese and Brazilian and some black very so like a little latin america yeah but but it was it was tough um and i lived in this area from the time i was 11 years old until i was about 15 mm-hmm. and i and, and and um me and jay had this conversation about like dating outside of the race and all this kind of stuff I've always been a person who's been attracted to what I'm attracted to. And it's not necessarily black. Honestly, me marrying Jameson, 
you know, not that I'm surprised by that, but he just happened, his, the, his soul just happens to be of a black man, right? His, his, his vessel is black, but it, if he was a white man and still the same person, I would have married him as well. Um, here's the thing or Asian man or whatever kind of man It's just, that part is what attracts me. However, when I was growing up in South river as a black girl, that was one of the, those four years were one of the, actually one of the most difficult years of my life because you always felt that you had to have, you had to conform because no one had the same hair texture as you. No one was as dark as you. No one was share the culture that you did. Um, people were speaking a different language. There was different food. It was, just, you know, in some levels that would be okay because you were being immersed in someone else's culture. And then you can kind of learn more about those people and their walk of life. But it was more racist than anything. Mm. Um, these kids will come to school and call you things like eggplant. Um, they would refer to black kids as chupacabres. Um, the, the, you know, like how sometimes we'll like black people will say, yo, what's up, nigga? Like that. They'll refer to themselves as pork chops. And, um, you know, and there would be some kids there who were like Mexican and they would refer to them as wetbacks. Like I had never really heard these terms before living in Piscataway, which was a huge melting pot. Mm-hmm. Every everybody was black, Indian, white, Chinese, everything. I grew up with everyone, but I never heard these like racially charged terms of what you call people yeah. until I moved to South River. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is a wet bag? What does that mean? Like, everybody hair wet. Everybody back wet when they hair wet. Like, when they go in, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what the fuck is a wet bag? I don't know to this day. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, so what your hair don't, your hair don't just stay on your back when it's wet? It's fucking crazy. And, you know, calling people pork chop and all kinds of shit like that. But I would always find it that when I was going to that school, that even when I was six, like maybe sixth and seventh grade, I was always into hip hop. Like always super, I was always blackity black, black, black in the hip hop. And I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that that is what qualifies, but I was always very close to black culture because I didn't know anything else. Um, but when I got there, my, my um, taste in music started to shift because I wanted to conform. Um, I would, I was listening to more techno. Mm -hmm. Um, I was exposing myself to more nineties dance, like, like at the time it was the nineties, obviously, but more dance music, um, up, um, fast paced dance music because Mm -hmm. that's what they were listening to. Um, and you wanted to fit in. You wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, I would try to find ways to elongate my hair, um, because, you know, all the girls at school, Portuguese or white or whatever, they would have longer hair. So you would, or, you know, or Brazilian. or Brazilian, like they would have this long hair and you like, oh, I, I need to look like that. You know, so it, w- it, it was all these different things, but it didn't matter all of the adjustments that you made. I would make. It still wasn't enough to, you know, kind of assimilate into those circles. Um but I'm going to make my way around to this point. I think that growing up there, it would have been easy for me to be like that guy that we were just talking about. And we went to his profile and it looks like he has, he's married, you know, a white woman. And I find it that uh, some, sometimes 
you know, it's difficult for people to kind of remain in a woke state when they have validation from the from one person of that race to say, well, it can't be true for everybody because this person feels this way about me. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think that I could have easily, had I f- continued to grow up there in that area, I probably easily, because every there wasn't really any black people, so I probably easily could have ended up with someone who was Portuguese, white, Mexican, whatever. And not that I would have minded that, but I feel like when you're in those well, areas... Con- contextually, your experience would have been different. My experience would have been different, and maybe I would have felt like that. Well, what's the problem? You know, because yeah. I find it that, you know, when I interact with some, not everybody, because there are some... Black people who are who understand that even though they sit in this relationship and this is someone they love and this is someone who they want to be with and this person respects them and they understand that they are seen perceptually different in the world than they are and they fight for their 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 mate too like no you're not going to you're not going to do that this is who I love and you're going to fucking respect that shit and I respect that but a lot of them are far and few because everyone, when, because they want to assimilate. Yeah. And it's the same thing as when I was trying to change my hair and, you know, fit, pick up the lingo of what they were saying because you want to assimilate to that culture. And I mean, that's, 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 that's a, a little bit of that is human nature is to, to reflect those that you're around. Right? Yeah. When you, when you enter into a new community, you start to adopt. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to adopt all of it. I mean, I did that a little bit at work. Like, um, I, I caught myself on a on a meeting, and I'm I'm wrapping up the meeting, <laughs> and like in, in my like, company, there's like this culture, and I'm sure a lot of you hear like the Happy Fridays and the Happy Mondays, and it's like, oh, hey, Happy Friday, and all right, we're ending five minutes early, so I'm going to give you five minutes of your day back, and that is the corniest, <laughs> most it's bullshit. It is, and I caught myself saying, I was like, what the. Fuck. You've, you've, I'm you giving like, you five minutes of your no. Fuck that. You've like assimilated. we're done. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's it's one of those things that even if it's not intentional, because you're immersed in this culture, me the work this work culture, um, you this community culture, um, this gentleman the culture of the new family that he's taken on and the community that he probably or likely was raised in. When you're immersed in the culture, you automatically start to pick up the small things and the small things snowball into to larger things and, yeah and then now your your perspective is influenced and your outlook on the world is influenced and the way that you perceive and see things becomes influenced by whatever culture um is, is kind of dominating yeah. in your in your spirit and because in, in you're your like world. well this family appreciates and love me and cares for me and so you know it's not it's not a white and black thing. It's not that. It's yeah. it's that is and then you know, you'll try to find a way to blame and and then I yeah. find it not Ar- everyone Ariel's always been white, so like you know, why are you why, trying why, to change her? Yeah, why are we trying to do something different? Right. Like why just leave it alone. And it's and like it's like why can't we just appreciate um that this new live action remake will be a new creation. But I, my my and my, should not be viewed in the lens of the previous version. But my thing is is like it's not it's like there's been so many white people who've played characters who are not of that race yeah and we've been okay with that you yeah. know and and people like well i mean we like, haven't but people so, no no so, i'm so, saying before like we before we, recent before right, recent we've recently yeah. we've been okay with it and yeah. we've we've just accepted it and adjusted to it and and been okay the, and the, i mean a white, lot of people like hero. to bring up cleopatra but cleopatra wasn't black she was actually greek but that's a whole other thing but I like Cleopatra to bring wasn't up, black? No, she was not. Go look at it. Go Google I it. I thought she, she was, was Egyptian. No, she's definitely not black. 
her parents were from like Macedonia okay. and she was actually pretty she was a white woman and so that's how okay did she, how did she become the pharaoh of Egypt we'll talk about it so cause I googled it and I was like why I was like cause at first I was like it was in Cleopatra Black and then Elizabeth Taylor played her and she's like full on white woman and everybody was okay with that and um but I mean at the time it was the 50s so I mean you know a lot of things that white people did were okay yeah, I mean your, your guy from Breakfast at Tiffany's Mickey yeah, he played an Asian. Yeah. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. He was an Asian. And like the most... Very stereotypical. The most stereotypical disgusting. Asian person. Um, You know, like this this overly exaggerated, almost like a minstrel show version of yeah, an Asian was. person. it was. You know, that they would do... And he played one. And then there was, you know, I mean... They shit, played didn't, Indians. Just, shit, didn't just Tom Cruise just play a fucking samurai? Um... Yes. Okay. It's a little bit different. But I mean, anybody could be a samurai. I think is yeah, samurai it's, it's, just it's, like a it's, station. It's, it's, it's a little bit different. So, but like you the know, Tom, you the, Tom, have... the Tom Cruise movie was him as a, I think, a British war, uh, warrior, and he gets stuck in Japan some kind of way. But and we have these people gets who adopted play... into their culture. But we have these people who play parts that are not adjacent to the actual yeah. race or ethnicity of the true of the character. Yeah. No, and absolutely. and a lot of times these these actors have been white, and yeah. they'll play people who are perfect, Spanish. Perfect example is Scarlett Johansson, who played Ghost in a Shell uh, mm-hmm. about two years ago, and mm-hmm. there was a huge backlash from the Asian community of this is a anime film. Mm-hmm. We should have somebody that's representative of our culture, right, playing that. as the lead in right. this anime film. And uh, it was it was similar because people were like, oh well, you know, it's a cartoon, so you know, what's uh, the big deal? Yeah. And the big deal is that for so long we've not had representation. But then that's the point. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to round it to. You know, if I, I think it's so important that people understand how big of a deal representation is. And not necessarily just representation within the black community, but just representation of all just communities. Of all communities, representation like we of, all here. of different bodies, shapes, types, sizes, like language, like everything should be there so people can find themselves and i think that's what media should be you should be able to find something that you can look at it and see yourself in mm-hmm. and and i mean just to I mean, some of those shows huge, huge bravo to nike for um starting to have plus size models uh or plus, mannequins yeah, for their mannequins. for their oh that was a real big backlash too because which i think i'm um, i actually have a um I'm going to be doing a body positive speech at work, which is going to be fun. But they had a, um, it was a big backlash from from Nike for doing that because they were towards Nike. towards Nike because people were saying that Nike was promoting obesity, and I feel like there's a very strong like there's a very hard line between somebody saying that they're celebrating obesity and just plainly being happy within their existence. And I feel like people don't think you can do both. Mm. Like you can't be fat and happy at the same time because that's just unheard of. It's, it's, it's like sacrilegious. You can't be happy and fat. And then they don't want you to be. How either. dare you? How dare you? How dare you tell other people that? And then it's like that when who they, they are is okay. Who they are, right? And then if you tell, <laughs> and then if you say that you're happy in the state that you're in, 
people are like, you're promoting obesity because of the size or because their own personal projections of who they think you are. They don't know whether you're working out. And honestly, you don't own that to anybody to say, you know, to, to describe your What's diet your plan is, or yeah. to, to talk about what your medical health is or because people will come out and tell you, oh, there's no way that you can be healthy and be that size. And, you know, that overwhelming um notion that that the only risk of all the underlying disease is is obesity which mm-hmm. is wrong smoking is a risk for things eating poor diet is a risk for things and poor diet does not just come in a fat body it comes in a skinny body as well you know there's just not exercising there's so many other risks the risk factors are so wide and spread in regards to things that you can attract to your body negatively if you do not implement them into your everyday life and being fat is just not the precursor for you not doing all of those things it's not the one and only no it's not but that's how people like to treat it but that's that's a whole other thing that's a whole other tangent and i'm not gonna go on a body positive tangent even though i am gonna um have i want to do a podcast about that about body positivity and you know the way the skewed way that the world thinks of women and and how we have all of these these pressures in regards to how we need to look and how we should be carrying ourselves and how we're supposed to execute sexually you know as far as don't be too sexy or don't be too proud. You know, there's just so many things that women go through on a day-to-day basis. But shout out to, uh, you know, Haley Bailey for getting that part. I know she's going to do amazing. She's very talented. Her and her sister are super duper talented. I uh, couldn't be more proud of them as being representation to younger black girls today. And honestly, I wish I had that when I was growing up to see a Haley or to see a Chloe on a television show, uh, you know, to, to project the rest of my life to say, I mean, I had Moesha, obviously, but, you know, to see somebody in high school, a black girl who had black friends, you know, but those 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 shows were very far and few. We only had a little bit. But to have that on TV for people to see, you know, and to really identify with is such a big deal. And I think it's cool. And people just need to chill the fuck out. It is cool. All right. Um, we have been running for entirely too long. No, it's okay. So, um... <laughs> well, we, we, we took a week off. And we took we a week off, so... We have a lot of shit to talk about. We have about. a lot of stuff to talk about. And um, I'll still get out that second part to you guys. Um, just like I said, just forgive me. I'm really doing my best um, with dealing. Um, if you do, you will get this podcast um, on Tuesday. My son's birthday is on Thursday. And if you feel so complying, you know, so inclined... To 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 send us some some love, please do. Even if it's even if it's not physical, just send us some positive vibes. Um, and if you want to send them now, that would be great. Send us some positive vibes because, um, you know, a lot of times people, it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're still dealing with that, and I deal with it on a day to day day to day basis, and it has been extremely extremely tough for me as a mom and in that part even that statement is hard for me to say as a mom because there's so many other societal norms that I don't meet to say that I'm a mother so it's always this 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 um this space of of confusion and that is what I've been in for the last year just mm-hmm. confused all the time about how like what I'm like I've never been confused about who I am and this is a very new space that I need to navigate because I know I'm someone's mother I know that my son has passed away and I know that that's something I have to accept and 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 deal with and have a life some way 
and somehow and not feel guilty about whatever life that is. Yeah. So just um, um just be patient with end me. On a, a happier note. <laughs> just be patient. I just want people to understand. Like, I know, I know this is sad, but I just need people to understand. And and this is how I, this is how I deal. Yeah. This is how I I deal, and I I don't I don't want anybody to like. I don't know. Maybe somebody else is going through that. Maybe maybe what I'm saying would help them. But I'm always confused. Yeah. I don't know. I and I, and I I usually rely on my my husband for a lot but I'm I'm always confused I don't I, I don't know you know Mother's Day comes I don't know if I'm supposed to celebrate or even if I'm entitled to celebrate my son's birthday comes am I entitled to celebrate his birthday I don't really know what I'm supposed to do because I've never been in a situation like this he's never been in a situation like this I don't know how to navigate my life and I, I'm a, I know I'm Jameson is more of a person who kind of reflects internally and he thinks about things and you know, he figures out a way to coexist in whatever matter that is. His wife is not like that. I'm more of a sharer. So, and I feel like when I say it, I'm able to kind of hear myself. And it's like a record of me being, of, of my vulnerability. So it's more about that. And I'm, I know that he would like to end it on a more happier note. And I'm trying, but I just want everyone to know that I'm doing my best. And I know that I promised shows every week and I'm doing my best. That's all I'm I'm trying to trying to do is my best. And my best may not be my best every day. And I just hope that's okay with you guys. Yeah. I I, I think that they'll I think it's okay. Um all right, so this has been a, another episode of the BOB podcast. This is episode seventeen. We is it appreciate 17? you. I think it's seventeen. If it's not seventeen, forgive us for that too. I don't know. I think it's seventeen, but we'll be back next you week. You said seventeen. I think it's seventeen. All I right. think it's seven or sixteen. Anyway. It's sixteen or seventeen, but we'll be back next please week. Please feel free to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on all of your major streaming outlets. Anchor. Uh, Apple Music and Spotify. Oh, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, we are everywhere you can find us streaming. You can also find us on uh, social media at Instagram. Um, Jersey is naked is Tiffany's personal Instagram. My Instagram is at Slick Talk J. Uh, or you can find us in the Bob hashtag or at Bonds Over Bands on Instagram. Um, remember, we don't fuck with Twitter, so don't look for us there. Uh, <laughs> it's been real. We love you all. We appreciate all of your support. We're sorry for taking a week off. And uh, we will see you... Next week? Most likely next week. Next week. We'll okay, see we'll next. see you next week. We'll see them next week. We'll see them next week? Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next we'll week. We'll see you next week. So, okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye! You got to stop it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, for, for real, bye this time. Okay. Okay, bye. This is the Barnes Over Bands Podcast with... Jersey and Slick Talk Jay. Oh.